1: Sorta Awesome Plus is a collection of unscripted and barely edited conversations about things that may or may not matter but that are often quite entertaining and sometimes mildly offensive. This content is shared in bulk with the Sorta Awesome superstars and occasionally with the rest of the Awesome community. In this way, it is much like Sorta Awesome's weird uncle. We're cautious about which friends we let meet him, but we can't prevent him from showing up at family events.
0: All right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so today. Yes. It's a day, and I hesitate to say the day because no. I don't know if we're going to continue having daily content, and then I right. don't want this to show up four days later, and it's like, no, it's not that day. And
2: but it is a day. It's a day. Yes.
0: We did things. Uh, you mowed the lawn. I mowed the yard. I spent no small amount of time taking the. Eternal weight of a UPS delivery, which was a new laptop. Uh, I I was needing that for multiple things and then chose some parameters that fit for maybe having some good processing power for this stuff. Yes. Waited all day, got it, and then I've spent several hours today just... Playing with it. Playing, well, yeah. Thanks. (laughs) Kyle spent all day playing with it. You heard it from Meg. Um, that's terrible. (laughs) You are dirty. I I wasn't playing with it. (laughs) I was getting different pieces of software that I needed for different purposes. They're getting synced up to all the, oh my gosh, the 15 million sites and applications and things with, all the different logins and passwords. Oh, and
2: yeah, it's a good time.
0: Holy crap. And then there's this whole issue to, to run some of the pieces of this stuff efficiently. I also have to use two separate web browsers at the same time. And I'm not that kind of guy. I'm a one web browser <laughs> kind of man. So <laughs> it was a lot of
2: whew. Not me. I have three going at once. Yeah.
0: And you get on to me because I have a lot of applications open. Well, you do. But you have three browsers going at the same time.
2: I know. You're... You're loose. You're... Wow. Wow. Yeah. Your taskbar on your Mac that you use for work stresses me all the way out... I cannot fathom it, and then you're not to mention just your whole desktop situation.
0: You got a lot of stuff. To I leave. like to see my things. Yeah,
2: apparently so.
0: So okay. Well, to, hey, how many how many different email accounts do you have just well, for your business? I
2: mean, I, I have a lot going on. Okay, but you tried to you email Loki email shamed me. So <laughs> just saying, <laughs> <laughs> you have some. You got some computer related. Well, Well, it's... A dysfunction uh, happening. I have dysfunction. No, it's not dysfunction. That's the thing. It is overwhelming to me. However, it's completely workable to you.
0: So, I think all of us in different facets of life have areas where we've been failing quietly. Nobody's seen it. We aren't going to talk about it. And so it's always a little bit humbling when it gets called to the forefront, whether it's my desktop or your email situation or whatever else. And we're striving for betterness.
2: True. So you mowed and you also played with
0: it. I played with it.
2: I went to visit my parents that took up most of the morning. And when I came home, I was able to finish the last round of an, Oh, so carefully negotiated contract between our daughters this is a days-long negotiation. It was like the Treaty of Versailles or the solving the Bay of Pigs crisis. I don't know if that involved negotiation. I don't know what happened. I don't know, but Street.
0: it sounded good. Just roll with it, and yeah. it's like nobody's going to go look it up. I mean, Only the INTJs, and we're a, small, we're a small introverted cluster.
2: I spent so much time delicately going back and forth as the dedicated mediator between our daughters. Would it
0: would it help to give personality typing of these two mortal foes slash friends?
2: Okay. Granted, Daisy's fifteen and AJ's twelve, so they these may not be the things that are most accurate for them. In my assessment as a professional,
0: as a professional, I did. I saw the sign for a Holiday Inn Express. That's right, on the interwebs.
2: As a professional hobbyist, I think Daisy is an INFJ, also an Enneagram Type One. I know she's an Enneagram One. I'm
0: on board sure. with both those, for my limited knowledge.
2: Um, I think AJ is an ESFP, which is letter to letter opposite from you, which is why you that guys feels get along. right. So great, yeah. <laughs> and I think she's an Enneagram Six. Um so the negotiation was because Animal Crossing has entered our lives. It entered our lives last month. Daisy turned 15 in January and she had been waiting this whole time scrounging up her birthday money, cash well, in hand.
0: Just saved it. Didn't didn't run out like siblings would and blow it all on penny whistles and moon pies.
2: Right. No, she, she knew she wanted that Animal Crossings, whatever the new version of it is. It's like Animal Crossings, colon, hot new...
0: Colon? Biz. <laughs> we're talking anatomy here? What no. happened?
2: No, we're talking grammar. Grammar. If you don't mind. Okay. Um. Anyway, Dixie waited a long time, got this for a birthday in March, has been enjoying it, but it has kind of fallen off of the Animal Crossing wagon because she's become re-obsessed with Dungeons &
0: Dragons. Well, and also because... She like wreck shop and won the game, and her island was proficient. She didn't. She was already overpowered. She didn't have to do anything. Just show up and be like, harvest my things, minions, and it was. She was killing it. Yeah, because she's got good organization.
2: She does have good organization. She had carefully and meticulously built her island, which is the whole crux of Animal Crossing. I learned right. more in negotiating this deal with them. About Animal Crossing than I ever wanted
0: to know. So this is where she and I are kindred spirits. You and Daisy? Yeah. I walk because I'm only one letter different than her in that breakdown. I walk, more than once I've walked into the room, the room of games, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: uh, which is different than the Game of Thrones. It's the room of games. (laughs) I walked in there and I saw her game on the screen, but then she's on another screen looking up basically how to exploit and take advantage of within the... The legal parameters, how to loophole it and when.
2: She's an Enneagram one, strong, and so black and white and good and wrong and evil and good and all of those things are very important to her. So if she's going to do employee work around, it has to be one that she can feel morally okay about. Yes. Anyway, um, since she had fallen off of the wagon a little bit not wagon I don't know she had had lost its luster there
0: was no heroin I I
2: was like that's a benediction term Um, AJ decided I I really want to have an island in Animal Crossing and because Nintendo is just so freaking generous and awesome they have set up Animal Crossing to where you can only have one island per console
1: right
0: Within right, the because they process. want you to buy all the consoles.
2: Right? It's so dumb. I have shake, shaken, shook my fist. shook It shook the past tense of I, I didn't know. sleep much last night at, yeah. all, at all.
0: I only just learned English. <laughs>
2: That's what I feel
0: like right now.
2: <laughs> I have been so angry at Nintendo throughout this whole process. Like, why did you put it this in this position? Anyway, AJ wanted to have her own island, which would require Daisy to reset the whole game, allowing AJ to start an island. Okay, this is where we get into this carefully, carefully negotiated contract. I have it right here. The contract is entirely fine print. Wow. <laughs> as you can see.
0: Yeah, wow.
2: There's a place for a signature and everything.
0: Nobody signed
2: it yet. Well, I guess they need to make it official that they did just come a, to an agreement.
0: A handshake agreement.
2: Apparently so.
0: Anyway. Which is legal in some states.
2: That's true. Maybe Oklahoma. Who knows? Anyway, I did use all of the type nine peacemaker mediator power I had within me. And I'll tell you what, you have been very good about helping the girls begin to learn right now the art of negotiation and how really negotiation is communication. And there's a lot of just good communication skills that you learn as you're negotiating. I think this is so good and so empowering for young women as they move forward in their lives, to be able to have agency over what happens in their lives, um, uh, over outcomes, to be able to walk away from a negotiating table, even if it's not officially one, feeling like all parties have come out uh, happy or at least satisfied with the way things have shaken down.
0: Which has nothing to do with splitting the difference and that, that will be a future episode teaser thing.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So they both really showed up in the process, and I'm very proud of them. They both thought about, especially AJ, she was very patient in the process for her, um, because she had to really think about what is it that Daisy would want out of this? Not what do I think she wants, but what would she actually want? And then Daisy had to kind of come to terms with, like, why am I hanging on to this Animal Crossing Island so tightly that I am unwilling to negotiate even though I'm being offered some very generous terms in terms of what I get from my sister if I allow her to do this. So today it finally all came together and they are now happily playing on the restarted island that's now under AJ's ownership
0: fascinating.
2: That was, that was a, that was a bulk of the past few days. Yes. And it came together today.
0: Yes. And there were many, many side conversations where separately one of the two approached me for Mm -hmm. guidance and how do I, the the wrong question is always, how do I get what I want? Right. And a good negotiation, it's how do I figure out what the other person wants? Because the other person Either doesn't want to share it or is just terrible at communicating really what it is they want. Maybe they haven't even defined it well. Yeah. And so it's that art of conversation to really, for the other person, drill down and see what is it that you want. Yeah. And if you can satisfy what they want, who knows what they'll offer to you.
2: I have found that to be true. Even so. One of the big things I've learned from our friend, Chris Voss, he's who, not really our friend. You run it. You're running I, it.
0: Listen, I've,
2: met, I've talked about Chris Voss in the show before. This is not. You run it
0: enough. before we ever started.
2: <laughs> who's the master of negotiation. He is. And you have really internalized his message.
0: I'm trying to, I'm trying to.
2: Is to give the other person space and time to verbalize more of what they're wanting and it's uncomfortable to sit there in silence and just look at a person you're better at it than i am and i did find myself doing that with the girls and just like looking at them and letting them take their time to verbalize either what their hesitations were what they think the other person was what their bottom line requirement was. And every time I was surprised at how much more generous they were actually willing to be with each other. When you, I just gave them the
0: space to just say it themselves. Yes. It was really amazing. It is. We're I- absolutely going to have to do this now. I don't know if it's part of our off season or okay. if it's extras or specials or what, but we're going to have to go through this. And, we're going to probably reach out to the original author. Chris Voss. Chris he's not Voss. really our friend. He's not, other than just he's a he's a kindred spirit, I feel like. Yes. So we'll, we'll reach out, and we'll see how good at negotiating we are. If yeah. If we can swing him even for just a few sound bites, uh, we'll, we'll give it a shot.
1: All right. Awkward transition to a different topic. Just go with it.
0: There is a subreddit, a very popular
2: one called Ask Reddit, and people ask Reddit. They'll ask maybe a general question like, um, or not a general one, a specific one, like teachers of Reddit, what is the funniest thing that a student's ever had to, ever ever done that you've had to go ahead and punish them for because it was wrong or whatever? Or I saw one that was like lawyers of Reddit, divorce lawyers of Reddit, what's the meanest, nastiest thing you've ever seen happen between spouses who are divorcing. Wow. I bet
0: that one was scathing. I didn't even
2: read that because it felt like way too much conflict for me to yeah. be able to uh, deal just with. You're
0: trying to negotiate your own divorce. You don't need that extra heat.
2: <clears throat> no. I am trying to negotiate between our children, though, and that's enough heat for me.
0: Which we have told our children if we ever get divorced, it's their fault. <laughs> I feel like that's the responsible messaging. <laughs> Of course we didn't do that. But did we?
2: Big, big trouble. Okay. <laughs> so one question that I cannot stop thinking about, and this is, it has a weird twist at the end, okay? On Ask Reddit, it said, I've heard that if you ask any person-
0: Why are you holding a pen? Because I was going to sign this contract. Okay. Don't, don't do that. Never never sign a contract. <laughs> On camera. <laughs> <laughs> On camera, especially. <laughs>
2: If you ask any person, what is something that has happened in your life, a story from your life that you cannot explain, that every person has at least one story of that, something that's happened. Mm. And then this redditor said, "So tell me your story that if something that's happened that you just can't explain." So I did read that thread. I read all through it, and yes, it was you fascinating. Did. I do think that that's true. Every person has at least one story. I'll tell mine in a minute. I have a couple of them. One that I can't stop thinking about is this guy said that he was going to fix himself a snack and he was going to slice up some apples and he thought he would be like some kind of, I don't know, ninja, (laughs) a ninja in his own mind. In his kitchen, and so he threw an apple in the air and like sliced it as it was in the air with his knife. One of the pieces fell to the counter, and the other piece, for all intents and purposes, disappeared. He looked everywhere in the kitchen, everywhere, countertop on on top of the fridge, under the cabinets, like completely turned the kitchen upside down. Could not find the missing half of an apple, and I was thinking about that because. I have a number of stories about things in my life that have just completely disappeared with no logical reason. One time we lived in this house. I think there is a black hole in this house or a poltergeist. Something that takes our things for no discernible reason, no rhyme or reason. And the first time I noticed it is I used to have the perfect yellow cardigan. I love that cardigan. Was it a work so cardigan? It, it was for yes for me it was a cardigan <laughs> i loved it i wore i put it on top of all different kinds of dresses t-shirts outfits it was the perfect lemony yellow that looked really good on my skin when you have red hair you gotta be careful wearing yellow it can get a little uh defensive <laughs> the color yellow again i love this cardigan so much and one day it disappeared and i have Never found it. I've looked in every person's closet, drawer, whatever in this house. I cannot find it.
0: I have been wearing it for my extracurriculars, <laughs> and we'll leave it there. <laughs>
2: now it's all stretched out because yeah. of your muscly physique.
0: Well, that and because of my aggro dance moves.
2: Yeah, that too. Um, okay, one time this is a this is a story of my life that I also cannot explain. When I was a kid, do you remember? sticker books being popular when we were, like,
0: early yeah, elementary. I never bought in, but I I remember the other people that did.
2: It was generally more of a girl thing. I don't want to paint with too broad of strokes. I'm sure there are plenty of boys who are also into sticker books. Um, this was early elementary for us, so, like,
0: early 80s. So, like, late high school for me. Wait, no. No, that's not, no, right. that's not how I feel.
2: Um I had gotten at the school book fair. Yes. Situation.
0: love the school book fair.
2: Right. Okay. I
0: didn't get the Michael Jackson book. Cause my mom wouldn't let me.
2: <laughs> As it turns out, she was wrecked. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Fair enough.
2: <laughs> okay. So at the book fair, I had gotten, or I maybe ordered from a catalog. I don't know. I got a roll of stickers, not just like sheets of stickers, but they were on a roll. And I was really excited. I took it out of the box I was laying on my bed in my room and this is such a weird, dumb story, but I, I cannot explain what happened. I was laying on my bed, looking at them, the roll and rolled it all up nice and neat, but I didn't put it back in the little box that it came in, left them in the middle of my bed. I was going to get them to put them in my sticker book, but I got up off of the bed for whatever reason and I was standing at um, my dresser, which had a mirror in front of it and I was Looking in the mirror at my stickers. I'm not kidding you that this happened. Okay? You saw Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> no.
0: Okay, good, good.
2: Whew. No, I saw Bloody Mary. <laughs> Ooh, that turned dark. <laughs> no. I was looking in my mirror at the reflection of the stickers on my bed, and that roll of stickers by itself rolled from the middle of my bed off of my bed. And that is a true story.
0: Did you live in a trailer?
2: No, I lived in a regular house. Okay. What would a trailer have to do with it? it was well, guilty,
0: yeah. Until the tires tours. goes flat and the whole thing. <laughs> I've been there.
2: I have, I've thought about that story so many times. I know it happened. I know it did. And I have no explanation for why that roll sticker stickers rolled by itself off my bed. So now I have to ask you. What is something? It doesn't have to be Hmm. a spooky thing. It could be losing your yellow cardigan in your house. Something that's happened in your life that you can't explain.
0: Lightly and somewhat briefly on the note of the supernatural that lives in our house to help lose things. Is that he or she does. But they're not always gone forever. Yeah. It's not uncommon in the case of food especially. That it disappears, you don't see it for days, and then magically it appears in the middle of the kitchen floor, half rotten, several days later, and you're like, what the hell?
2: What happened with this? I don't know.
0: I've seen apples appear from nowhere. Oh, wow. You said apples specifically. Yeah. But other food parts, because I'm not the tidiest of chefs, I'm working on it, but I'm not tidy yet. Yeah. So that. Um, I don't know. I mean, the, the story that comes to mind, which is what I'm going with, that may not actually apply here. So when I was in sixth grade, I had a girlfriend. Don't get jealous. Don't get jealous.
2: Sixth grade? Sixth you grade. You were so advanced. We were.
0: We traded notes twice a day, sometimes three times a day, though we would never talk to each other. Of course. And, you know, what do you do with all these notes? That's a lot of notes mm-hmm. that, that build up over time. And so I had a desk desk. In my room, it was an armoire, no, 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 a roll-top desk. Wrong fancy word, roll-top desk.
2: Wrong fancy word,
1: word Yeah.
0: You pull out the bottom drawer all the way of that desk, and there was a way, you know, you throw stuff back in there. And so, not knowing what else to do with the notes, feeling too guilty to throw away the notes from the love of my life, right? Right. Um, I just would throw them, first I'd build them up in the pockets of my coat or whatever, and then you know, offload them. Underneath there, mm-hmm. and I did, and I forgot about him because, you know, it wasn't a long, long-lived affair, as it were. <laughs>
2: yeah, right. Yes.
0: It was literally three years later. I had been out working because I worked from a young age at the encouragement of my dad. I'm mm-hmm. thankful for that, though I hated it at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd been out working commercially, making that. Money, making those screen <laughs> <laughs> And I come home and my mom is livid. Yeah. Livid. And I'm like, I'm just getting beat up. I can't even get my arms up to protect myself. What? What? What is going on? And it was because she, quote unquote, found these notes and was all concerned that I would probably had impregnated someone <laughs> or something. I don't know. And... <laughs> Come to find out, like my sister, who's six years older than me, right. and we've maybe, if we've ever had a good relationship, it's only been relatively speaking recently. Um, she had taken it upon herself to try to find something that was missing in her home uh-huh. and went into my room and thought, oh, well, maybe, maybe it fell down if I pull this drawer completely out of the desk. It's back in here. Maybe that's where this thing just ended up.
2: Right, right, right. Yeah. I
0: don't know what was going on, but I don't buy the story. Right. But she found really? that stuff and immediately, like the rat snitch that she was, ran upstairs with an arm puking of notes and was like, Mom, look, look. There's, all, there's. for a lot of years, there was some friction yeah. between my sister and I because I'm the youngest child and I'm a better person and my mom loves me more. Um. So, yeah, she took every opportunity she could to to try to poop on the name of Kyle. And that's what that was. And so we had that big book. That's what I thought of when you were talking about a thing that goes missing and all of that. And I can't imagine other people haven't had old love notes or a diary or something right. found all of a sudden and taken way out of context. Something way after the fact of, mm-hmm. of value in the person's magnificently butthurt in the moment.
2: Yeah, yeah. All so, right.
0: Is that mildly applicable? Well, the
2: question is something that's happened in your life that you can't explain. You can explain that Well, sister's... I
0: can't explain how she found the notes there.
2: <laughs> no, there is no... While
0: looking for another thing.
2: Right. There's no reasonable explanation mm-hmm. for that
0: part. And if she ever listens to this podcast, I do not forgive you yet. <laughs> she won't. Don't worry. She won't. Yeah.
2: Um... Hasn't anything spooky ever happened to you that you're like, oh, "Who's that sound?" One time, Kyle, and I don't know if you remember this, in this house again, we were asleep. This is when either I was pregnant with the twins or the twins were babies. Okay. And I woke up in the middle of the night. <laughs> now I always take stories where someone wakes up in the middle of the night and something's happened with a grain of salt because. Dreams are real. Sleep paralysis is real. Things happen in your brain while you're sleeping. It wouldn't happen in daylight. But I woke up in the middle of the night and I heard a music box playing in our room. We
0: don't have a music box. We don't have a room. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Wait.
0: Yeah, we do have that.
2: And I woke you up and I was like, do you hear that? And I feel like you said something like, yeah, it must be one of the kids' toys or something. Like you seem to affirm that you heard it too. And to this day, I still don't know what that was. I
0: have no recollection of this. I mean, I mean in an old house, there's yeah all kinds of noises and things no, that no, you especially hear in the dark.
2: Okay, yes. True. And this was not like a creak or a bump. Which right. was like a This was the sound of like a wind-up music box. You open it, and there's like a little ballerina dancing. That kind of music box, which we do not have in our house. But I heard it, and it was loud. It wasn't like far right. away. It sounded like it was going off in our room.
0: I'm I'm going to be sadly disappointing. I can't think of any specifics there. Maybe they'll come to me later and we'll revisit the topic.
2: Okay. I would love to hear what stories the superstars have of uh, things that have happened that they can't explain. Maybe it's a missing half of an apple in your room or a missing yellow cardigan or something far more sinister
0: I can I can tell more stories about something I actually know what happened, but other people may have perceived it that way. Okay, let's hear it. Okay, so growing up, the house we lived in, the bathroom that I used, for whatever reason, and this was we had this house built, and maybe it was just a a sign of the times. My mom, especially, who would have been the guiding force behind these decisions, was deeply in love with skylights. Oh
2: yeah, (laughs) that's true
0: and so there were well,
2: a lot of skylights or
0: were there three in the in the upstairs at least There's one in the kitchen there was one in the bathroom I feel like there was one in your parents in bathroom their, yeah in their yeah. bathroom as well um, but the bathroom that I used because I would that would have been creepy if I was like hey I'm just using the master <laughs> bath don't mind me um, the other bath that I used there was a skylight in the middle of the bathroom and you know Sometimes in life you find yourself doing things that you can't later, later explain, like why you were compelled to do it. Sure, of course. But you had to do it. Yeah. And so I had, I had bathed already and for whatever reason had used a washcloth. And I'm not a washcloth user. I never have been. I understand that there's a function for them, but sometimes I'm just like, God gave me two hands and soap and I can do it that way. Um, but I'd had a washcloth. It was all wet. And for whatever reason standing naked in the bathroom, as you do, I was like, "Ah!" and looking up at the skylight, huh, and I started throwing that washcloth up and hitting the skylight. But it wasn't a straight down shot from the skylight. There was like a, there was a little angled piece about a foot long Uh uh, at a 45 degree and then straight down from there. And of course, eventually it hit the skylight and because it was wet, it stuck in that 45 degree angle area. And... Rather than, at the young age of whatever I was, be like, hey, I'm just going out to the garage for a ladder. (laughs) Nothing going on here. I was just like, hey, nothing happened. I'm leaving. Yeah. Months go by. Nobody notices. I completely forgot it was there. (laughs) And my mom, my mom has always kept a Better Homes and Garden style, decorated, clean, beautiful home. And... Certainly truer of an era before now, you had people over and you took them on a tour of the home. And she did, brought these two strangers, whoever they were, I don't even know, into the bathroom. And one of them happens to look up at the skylight and is like, huh, is that a washcloth? And my mom was appalled and immediately blamed me as soon as they were gone. She beat me unmercifully. Mm -hmm. It was a terrible situation. I didn't even confirm I'd done it. I didn't remember doing it. It took even some days afterwards to remember, oh, yeah, I I did that. But so that's that's that.
2: All right. I guess our time is up. We
0: have a baby crying in the background. So goodbye. All right.
1: Bye. Washcloths in the Skylight could be an outstanding song title.